1: Hello and welcome into the Sarcastic Remarks studios. My name is Ryan and I am the host of Sarcastic Remarks. Uh, We are the official Dallas Stars podcast of the Hockey Podcast Network. Please make sure you use the promo code THP. And the next time you go and use the DraftKings app, we appreciate them being our sponsor for our show and also for our entire network. Um, We are back today with all three of us finally. Y'all missed a doozy yesterday. I kind of went off on uh, on Sunday. It's probably a good thing y'all didn't watch uh, that game, guys. How are y'all doing?
2: Great. I'm very glad I didn't watch that game. I would have lost my mind, I think.
1: Uh, I, I actually got to catch the very end of that
0: game, which was
1: oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah, that. I literally that
0: was... watched the last five minutes of the game, and I wish I hadn't.
1: Yep. Yes, it. The, I, I had never been so furious after a stars game. Other than maybe uh, game six of uh, the Stanley Cup Final in 2020, just because we lost, not because of anything in particular. But, uh, but I, I was I don't know if y'all watched the video at all, but I just about lost my mind. Uh, just real quick before we get into this game, did y'all do y'all think that was warranted? And some people are saying, you know, oh well, the stars should have done better in such and such areas, and I agreed with them. But then I still said that the play calls by the refs there was absolutely egregious y'all agree with me
2: yeah the stars definitely could have done things better they could have scored more than one goal obviously but bennington was standing on his head he had a great game but when it comes down to it at the end of the game like that when you have a it's giving the other team a two-man advantage and they do it twice on two terrible calls and they don't call that one penalty unbelievable so I think everyone understands that the, the officials were terrible
0: at that game. And honestly, they were bad this game too. I don't know what's going on with that. And my my opinion kinda of on the last game was the, the first penalty was kinda of weak that they gave on us. It it looked like hooking from where the ref was. That's why he called it sure, fine. Uh Häkkinen got tripped and he got mad and it was a really bad slash from him. Like honestly, and tripped and held and tackled and, and yeah, and tackled him. and everything. Yeah. But if you if you saw his slash, if if he hits someone in the wrist with that type of slash, he's breaking that wrist. So it was a really dangerous slash from Häkkinen.
2: Okay, well he wouldn't have slashed if they called the first penalty. That I is agree. Exactly what
0: I say.
1: Like I, you I agree. that play like still, you're supposed to, that. and that slash doesn't happen. You know, and I, I think I might have taken it a step too far. Now that I back, look back on it and everything, but the the way that I looked at that was, you know, that was retribution for the entire stars bench basically uh, up in an uproar, yelling at the ref, saying, "How dare you miss that call?" And then he's like, "Oh, really? I missed the call? Okay, I'll call one on you again." And maybe I took that a step too far, but it felt like retribution. It, it no, felt that, like that
2: definitely was. I think. I mean come on I
1: mean it maybe even <laughs> I, I I don't think he would ever admit it not, I don't not, think any ref would ever admit it but even just like a smidgen maybe like a one percent you know I wouldn't say calling
2: just, calling the Haskinen slash wasn't the the retribution it was not calling the trip was the retribution he was like oh well then I'm not gonna call any penalties for you then so yeah it was terrible uh,
1: yeah Anyways, I, I'm still a, a little sour about that. I got you could kind of see my uh, my anger kind of go down as the podcast went on, <laughs> but definitely at the beginning I was sitting there yelling. Within the first five, ten minutes, I was beyond frustrated. So well,
2: they threw the game. They ruined the game, is what they did. Yeah. I mean, and, two and, two minute advantages at the end yeah. of the game like that is ridiculous. That that's ruining the hockey game.
1: We should have gotten at least a point out of that. Yeah.
0: Let's just move on from that. Yeah, I don't we, want to. Talk we can we, yeah, we,
1: we can talk about this for. The, which AGR are we playing? Are we doing on this again? Okay. Anyways, guys, uh, this is the AGR for game number thirty three. It's amazing. We're thirty three games into the season already. This is the first official game against the Seattle Kraken for the Dallas Stars. Uh, the Dallas Stars do pull out a win tonight by a final score of five to two. So they score four more, four or more goals again and they get the win, which is really good. So now they're 13, 12 and one. Excuse me. They're 12 and one when they score four or more goals, which is fantastic. Um, and this is a much better game uh, than the way it went in the first official game against the Vegas Golden Knights. Because that first official game against the Golden Knights started their Stanley Cup finals run. So uh what did y'all what's y'all's biggest takeaway out of this game tonight? Good bad negative positive whatever
2: my biggest takeaway is the Kraken are not a good hockey team i mean it's pretty obvious we didn't play a very good game and we still beat them pretty soundly
0: so for for me the big takeaway is that we didn't let the dumb calls from the last game get into our head with how this team normally is they go on like like we saw at the beginning of this season they lose a ton go on like a 7 game win streak lose a ton it's nice to see that that <laughs> that that didn't
1: affect us too much. Does that, does that comment affect you too much, James? No, <laughs> no, no. He, <laughs> he's just trying to make We're you feel better. <laughs> so. Zach, for, for those of you that are uh, not watching on YouTube, you're watching on the, uh, are listening to the podcast side. Our brother, Zach is listening tonight. He say, thank goodness Ryan is back. Just listening to James and Chris was terrible. Thank you, Zach. I appreciate that. So anyways, um, I think my biggest takeaway tonight guys was actually, I was really curious with Gary Onoff being out who would get that call up to the second line and be in the top six. And Peterson was actually the one that was chosen, which really surprised me a little bit because one, he's a rookie and uh, two, when he had a top six role at the beginning of the season, when Robertson was out, he did okay, but it wasn't like a ton of offense from him. Um, but, I had a lot of mixed reviews from uh, him in this game. I think he definitely had a lot of good chances, uh, offensive chances. He had at least three or four that I noticed uh, watching the game, Mm -hmm. but the other side, and this is to be expected being a rookie in the NHL, there were a lot of defensive turnovers and just weird plays that, you know, didn't quite make sense with him, but I overall, you know, i give him a C or a B plus with his, yeah. with his game tonight. He did. Okay.
2: He, he was exactly who I wanted to see in there because I mean, from the start of the season, we've seen, he just somehow finds ways to score goals. Even if he's not on great lines, he's not an assist guy. Obviously he just scores, but I thought he did really well. He had a couple of good chances. Um, but yeah, like you said, he does have the defensive light liability. It reminds, me, it reminds me of Delandria from last year, how like he gets those good opportunities, but on the other end of the ice, it's not
0: super solid. And, and a big thing with him is he he really has come a long way in his defensive game this season so far. Like, if you remember him the beginning of the season, I was scared when he touched the puck in the defensive end. So
1: <laughs> Well, uh, and, and, you know, that just comes with age. And, you know, it, it really helps when you play with guys like Sagan and Ben who have been around for a pretty long time. That helps a lot. does and they can uh kind of help up mop up the uh defensive errors that he made tonight and they did they 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 really helped clean up his uh game here tonight and i'd really love peterson to become a part of that quote unquote new core that we have you know with uh robertson with hints with Haskin and with hottinger i hope we can add peterson to that list because He's another fifth round pick that maybe can turn into a, a Jamie Benn kind of like guy. And he's and we've seen him have some kind of top six potential and we've seen it. And he definitely can dangle. He can we've seen it again. So I'm really, really hoping that he can join. And I should include Gary Onoff in on that. I'm sorry, I forgot Gary Onoff because he was he didn't play tonight. But uh I'd love to see him become a that part of that new core, maybe be, you know, that second line guy that can really add in, you know. 15 to 25 goals per year. So anyways, that was my biggest takeaway was the play of uh, Jacob Peterson. Um, Anyways, guys, let's go ahead and get into this game. Uh, Quick goal summary for you guys tonight. Uh, The Stars would score within the first minute again. So not Pavs and Suns, but the Minutemen take care of it. It's Hintz's 14th of the year. It's an ugly goal, but who cares? It bounces off his skate. And it's from Robertson who takes the initial shot. And of course, Uh, old man himself who defies father time, uh, Joe Pavelski. And the stars are up one to nothing within 50 seconds of the first period.
2: Yep. And you can feel a goal coming too. As soon as it stepped on the. Oh, Oh.
1: I think we lost Chris there for a second, but (laughs) that was really weird, but I'm sure we'll get him back in a second. Oh, hello. There he is. Yeah. You froze for a second, buddy. Stupid cool. internet. But I'm so happy. A- a- with my anyways, building. go ahead and say what you were saying again. Go.
2: I was saying you could tell that they were going to score with a minute. They stepped on the ice. It just they, they had they were skating fast and they had good pressure that entire shift.
1: And James, well, how did you feel about uh, Rope hints tonight?
0: Rope feels with with how good he has been recently. It feels like he's in a rut, and he's still scoring goals in the rut. But feels
1: like he's in a rut. What are you talking about? I, I don't know. I don't he, see that I man. Mean,
0: well, he's getting these like breakaway chances. I mean, he had two last game. He has two in. I think he had two in this game. But he he hasn't scored on those breakaway chances.
1: Maybe he's starting. He's t- starting to Tyler Sagan it. Jim, Jim just mad he's because not
2: he's not scoring two but... goals a game anymore. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: That's yeah. what I want. If he's not
0: scoring two goals a game, I want him to get more assists.
2: That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, so, he only had a, I think he had a three-point night tonight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Tough rut that yeah. guy's in.
2: Yeah. Uh, not yeah. even the Terrible. best on his life. Hopefully he can dig out of it.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's, the, that's funny. And, 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 you know, we were all worried about that within, like, the first 10 games of the season. And I yeah. really think Robertson is – I know Hintz is the guy we all talk about being the – you know, the elite forward and everything for the Dallas stars. And he's the guy that we expect to be number one and score all the points for us. But I really think that Robertson is the glue guy because with that point, he extends his point streak to eight games uh, overall in 11 games at home. That is insane. Well, and- well, he
2: stepped up even more this season too than he did last year. Like last he did- year, he was very good. Obviously he was second for Calder behind, one of the best Calder trophy winners that we've had in a while. And this year he's even taken it up to another level completely. So uh, if he keeps doing what he's doing, which it looks like he will, he's going to become a top forward in the whole NHL, not just on the stars.
1: Yeah, no joke. And and he's
2: easily
0: a point per game player right now. And it's the second season. It's a point and a half
2: almost.
1: Well, and I I love to see Jason Robertson play. And, you know, every, and I, I love the, before he was even on the map in the NHL, everybody in Toronto and you know across uh, you know most hockey media was like, "Oh, Nick Robertson, oh Nick Robertson up in Toronto," and then here comes Jason Robertson, and he's obviously the better of the two brothers right now, and he has he's playing in the NHL, he's you know a point over a point per game player for the Stars, so gotta love him. Um, However. Uh, about, it looks like, eight minutes later, uh, Kelly Yarncroke, former Nashville Predator, of course he scores against the Stars. Uh, he gets his fifth of the year from Marcus Johansson and Jared McCann. I love Jared McCann. He's a great player. He's he's their best player. I wish we had him on, on the Stars. Um, but that ties up the game one-to-one on a power play goal. So with that, the Stars have actually given up multiple power play goals over a course of eight games. I believe the stat was seven and eight. So that they'd given up at least one power play goal. Well, so, that one
2: was three in a row at the time.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And
2: so the penalty goes sucked.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's been rough over the past, you know, Season. I, I guess month. <laughs> Cause you go back to even before the, before the pause and it was, it was rough and we were just outscoring our problems like we did today. So, uh, yes, it's a power play goal, but it's uh one-to-one at that point. Um, Pavelski would answer about three minutes later. He gets his 14th of the year from Hayskinen and Suter. So Hayskinen is still very quietly showing up on the assist side of the score sheet, although I'd like to see him uh, get more goals along with the uh, the rest of Dallas Stars fans. And then Ryan Suter also gets his 12th of the year. So also him being very quiet, adding to the score sheet. So uh, Pavelski, again, defies father time. It's amazing. him and it, It seems like him and Ovi both have just skyrocketed. It's been amazing for the two of those guys.
2: In a league that's all about speed and skill, those two guys somehow remain on top. (laughs) Doesn't make any sense at all.
1: Well, and really youth on top of that too. Honestly, this league is much more youthful than it used to be. Um, It would continue on. And then this would end the first period with the trifecta of the first line, get each of them getting a goal. Robertson gets his 13th of the year. Uh, literally about two minutes after Pavelski. It's from Henson, Henson Pavelski. And it's three to one stars going into the first intermission, and the stars also get their own power play goal of their own, and they're sixth in the league with their power play. Uh, how's the power play been looking?
2: Uh, good. <laughs> yeah, that one was on the five on three again, and it took them all of like less than 10 seconds to put it into the net. And that move by Robertson was just, dirty. He just undressed Grubauer. It was no chance.
1: So typically with uh expansion teams, the reason why they could be successful in their first season is because of the goaltending. And they thought they were getting that with uh Philip Grubauer, but that obviously hasn't been the case this year. And uh that's been one of the big reasons why the Kraken have been so bad is just because their their goaltending has not lived up to what they were expecting to get from, you know, Grubauer and Drieger, you know, and you know, both I of those guys are not bad. I told you he was going to sack. So, sack. so genius. yep. So <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I actually agreed with that. Oh my gosh. Huh, but, you already said, yep. So there is, so there's a <laughs> lot of people, <laughs> there's a lot of people now. that. Chris. There's a lot of people now that are actually saying that the whole Philip Grubauer and get and you know, being a visit finalist last year, was a complete uh fluke yeah Uh, are they that guy's me so you so you (laughs) totally still agree with that chris you don't think that philip grubauer is a good goaltender i mean he's
2: a good goaltender he's a starter but he's he wasn't anywhere close to a vesna candidate he wasn't even a vesna candidate last year he had a good season last year he did not have a vesna season
1: and you know sometimes we look at the wrong stats and uh Uh, the hockey guy actually had a video that he's, he looks at a very specific advanced stat and, you know, he doesn't really do a ton of advanced stats, but I think it's like goals above expected save percentage over 60 minutes or something like that. I'm probably totally butchering that, but uh, it's got uh, both of those guys for Seattle at the bottom of the league. So it's a perfect example as to why uh, the Seattle Kraken have not been good this year. So anyways, we go into the second period. Um, And it was a beautiful setup uh, by Jared McCann uh, or by Jordan Eberle, excuse me. Uh, Jared McCann gets his 15th of the year, about five minutes, five and a half minutes into the second period. And uh, it's also from Vince Dunn, formerly of the St. Louis Blues. St. Louis Blues, screw y'all. And it's uh, three to two and it's a one goal game, even though I felt like at that point we had pretty much dominated the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it was so a good. I started getting really nervous because, like, th- this is like my panic mode coming in from the end of last game. Just
1: Dallas Stars version.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're, <laughs> we're just gonna lose this game somehow. Like we were gonna find a way to lose.
2: Yeah, and it was a good pass, but I mean, it should never get through the crease. Like it was in the crease a long time, so. Somebody's got to stop that, whether it's Ottinger or Defender or somebody. Put put a stick in the lane, please.
1: Yeah, and uh, we'll we'll talk about Ottinger here a little bit later too. He had a he had a rough, you know, I, I wouldn't say rough. It was average first half of the game, and the second half of the game he was fantastic. So, anyways, uh, Pavelski would later on uh, towards the end of the period. There's about a minute and a half left. He gets his 15th of the year. He's on Hattie Watch. He gets it from Lindell. Lindell with a fantastic pass. Um, although I felt like for me that that was kind of like the pass you were talking about, Chris, that that pass should have never gotten through uh, the yeah. Seattle defense. I don't care what team you are. You're an NHL team. That sort of pass should never get through. But Pavelski taps it in.
2: Yeah, it, it was fully telegraphed. It should have been stopped as soon as it left Lindell's tape. But, you know, we'll take it. <laughs> I mean, and that was part of what I was talking about at this at the beginning of the show, too, is like the Kraken are obviously not as skilled as the Stars. Like, it's just a worse team. It's a it's a different level.
1: The NFL playoffs are here and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is kicking things off with a huge offer. Counting down to Super Bowl 56, new customers can get 56 to 1 odds on any wildcard team to win their game bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team is victorious. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have something to play for this Wild Card weekend. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Football Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN And get 56 to 1 odds on any NFL team. Bet just $5 and win 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code THPN this wildcard weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years of age or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. And let me talk about that for a second because, you know, throughout the whole game, and I felt like this, I felt very comfortable for the most part. So, James, I actually didn't feel, you know, panicked. Maybe because I knew that Seattle wasn't a very good team and I didn't think they would be able to do something like that, uh, pull something off. But I would love to feel like this you know, feel confident in the fact that we're going to get the win, despite, you know, only having a one goal lead against all of these teams. How do we get to that point? Is it just watching the stars get that sort of experience and watching them do that? Or, and, or what do the stars need to do to get to that point to where they feel comfortable against really good teams, like throw Colorado and Toronto up there? Uh, how, do we, how do we get to that point?
2: I don't think you get to that point against good teams. I mean, I think that's why they're good teams, because when they get chances, they take advantage of them. The reason we don't feel nervous whenever the Kraken get a chance like that is because they're not known to take advantage of those chances like that and to take that momentum and push it to another goal. They just don't do it, but the good teams do. So I don't think you'll ever feel comfortable against a good team. If you do, they're probably not a good team, or you're just way better than them. So...
1: Well, maybe maybe comfortable is the wrong word. Maybe confident is the right word. Does that make Does that make sense?
2: Yeah. Still I, not. I guess I just if you're if you're confident against a team where they just scored a goal on you and took you down to a one goal lead, you, you should you don't think very highly of the other team. <laughs> and I don't think I'm ever <laughs> gonna feel that way against against the Lightning or against uh, Toronto or whatever.
1: Right. So uh stars go into the third period. It is a four to two lead. It's a two-goal lead. Um I I still feel confident about you know about this team going into the third period and that they'll pull out the win. And uh obviously they would. Um, but generally in the second and third period, I felt like that the stars kind of relaxed a little bit too much and there were too many uh defensive opportunity or Offensive opportunities for the Seattle Kraken in the second and third period compared to the first period. Uh, did, did you all feel the same way? Yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the Stars obviously slowed down, and I mean, I didn't like it at all. But, I mean, I guess they had the lead, and they were just going to take it and take it home against a inferior team, which, sure. But I, I wish they'd keep more pressure whenever we just take the lead like that
1: right and i i wouldn't leave up the pressure if you're the stars because we obviously like to to go turtle mode activated uh whenever we get a one goal lead even and uh and you know maybe that was part of the problem with the st louis game as well we we got the fir- the one and only goal um despite the circumstances and everything we maybe we should have kept pushing for another one but Um, anyways, we'd get into the third period and not really much happens. There's, there's still chances both ways. It's still fun hockey to watch. It was still the good game. Uh, but as, as far as offense, there, there was nothing in this period until you get to the end. Hockenpah finally gets his first goal as a Dallas star with the empty netter from Rope Hance and Joe Pavelski. So they're just patting their stats with another assist and, uh, the stars win the game five to two tonight.
2: Yep, it was a solid win against an inferior team. I mean, only one line really showed up. I mean, the minute Minutemen kind of controlled the yeah. game from start to finish. It. Uh, it, think the bottom did. two lines for the Stars were especially bad, I thought, tonight. They, they did not play well against the Kraken's top lines uh, when it was the checking line, and the, and the fourth line didn't look good either. I mean... It, it was Caro coming back after a long break and Rhett Gardner who hasn't played an NHL game this year. So it's to be expected, but I mean, it, it, it wasn't even really usable and you could see that in the stats,
0: that fourth line only got about six minutes of ice time. So. Yeah. And the minute man gets, they, they account for 10 of the 14 points on the night. So
1: that's stupid.
0: Yeah. They were, they were on fire tonight and it, they just do their work at home and they, just destroy any team that comes in
2: yeah and pavelski alone has five points yeah that's insane pavelski is going to be our point leader by far he's on pace to get like 50 or 60 points this year
1: I think it's the dude as, is 37 yeah, as our he oldest 30 our Second seven. oldest player. is he our oldest is how old is suitor i don't think he's he's not older than pavelski pavelski's older I think Pavelski is 37, and Suter is 36.
2: That's a good time to bring in that YouTube comment right there, in my opinion, because I want to so, talk about that.
1: So, uh, I, I was actually fixing to do that, so we both called it. So Ardell, he's a really good uh, loyal listener to the show. He throws up his own little comment here on YouTube. He asks, is there any doubt we re-sign Pavelski? And I think at the beginning of the season, you could probably say if you had to give a percentage maybe 40 percent, we re-sign him but has that percentage gone up since the beginning of the season and maybe even since last season i
2: mean maybe but like he's 30 37 now yeah like Who, h- how much hockey does he have left i mean on if we're being honest we're year. already saddled with ben and sagan <laughs>
1: Well okay, well, if you're gonna want more than a one-year
2: if he wants a one year deal, absolutely perfect? Yeah. Give right. him what he wants and we'll take him for a year. If he wants a four year deal and he wants to play till he's forty one, yikes.
1: Well, I mean, I, I would have said that if he continued to play like he did the first year for his whole contract. But when you know, we were looking at that contract when he was signed and we were like, mm. I mean, we didn't expect him to score thirty-eight goals like he did in his last year in San Jose, but we still expected something from him, and we didn't get much from him that first year. And then COVID shut everything down, and then ever since then, he has been one of the star's top offensive players. And I think he's the perfect complement to those two young guys, and hence uh, uh Robertson. And my thing is, is that if you take Joe Pavelski out of that equation, who do you put in his spot? Rajilov?
0: Well, you're hoping no. that Peterson or Guriano sits in that spot. Exactly. And that's what I was about to get
2: into, because if we're gonna talk about the future of the team, Joe Pavelski is definitely not the future of the team. I mean, that's pretty obvious. So sooner or later we're gonna have to find somebody to fill that spot. So do we wanna be stuck with a four year contract with a guy who's gonna be playing until he's forty one and really crap the team out in three to four years or do we want to see if we can retool rather than rebuild? Because if we sign Pavelski to four years and he doesn't keep doing what he's doing, it's going to be a rebuild when we have Ben Sagan and Pavelski stuck on those contracts until then.
1: Now, I don't expect that he's going to demand a four-year deal. I I think maybe at most he demands a three. And I I think, and, and I know as crazy as it sounds, and you know, Sam Morales on the Riley Tufty group in uh Facebook is probably yelling at me right now, but I might even give him three years. That would be a stretch. But at most, I would feel comfortable with two years. Um, but if, if it's if he's looking for a four-year deal, there's no way that I'm re-signing him. But I would I would love for him to come back just because he's been our one of our best players. He really, really, truly has. And as well, much as our we best like
0: right now, let's not undersell it. He's our best yeah. player. <laughs> and he it's our last season, too.
1: Yeah. So okay, so let's say let's say a one or two year deal. How much does he get uh AAV? Because he's making however, seven however right he now. Wants. He's making seven right now, and, and we'll he's definitely again. worth that.
2: Yeah, we'll give yeah. him seven seven again.
1: <laughs> so Okay, and, and then this is kind of another follow-up question to that. This is Brandon Perkins from Facebook. Hey, Brandon, thank you for uh, listening to the show. Um, we need to re-sign paths before Um, uh, I talked a little bit about Klinger in the last podcast kind of by myself, and, he's, and Brandon is saying, change my mind. Uh, agree, disagree, what do you all think?
2: I'm not going to change your mind. I think Klinger's crazy for wanting as much term as he's asking for right now. I mean we've already had we already have Ben and Sagan who were stuck with contracts that were way too long and I mean Sagan's I don't think was too long he just has fallen off a cliff Ben's is definitely too long and with no movement clauses that we're stuck with now. I mean that if we didn't have those contracts stuck on our on our uh, cap we could retool this team really quickly around Henson, Robertson and Gurry and we could be right back up into the playoff picture as soon as those older guys are gone. But in the next in about 2, 3, maybe 2, most likely 3 or 4 years, we're going to be a bad hockey team.
1: Now, I'm I'm convinced with the the first line potential of Hints and Robertson obviously. Gary, I'm still a little worried about and he, he's shown flashes of brilliance like he has before he got into COVID protocol uh, today where he had, you know, he's had, what, what did you say, James, like six points in two games or something like that? Something points, insane
0: three or four games,
1: right? Something insane like that. But he is such a hot and cold player. And the it, thing about this league is that if you're going to be part of a core like this, you have to be consistent, which is why Miro haskinen is our best player. Okay. Pavelski may be our best offensive player, but Miro Haskinen is our best all-around player because despite the fact that he's not scoring goals, he still finds a way to contribute offensively with assists, and he's also doing it on the defensive side of the puck.
2: That's true for Guri, but even if he's not producing super well, he's still a top six guy no matter what. Like He's, he's a top six player, no doubt, in the NHL.
1: Yeah, now that I definitely will agree with. He should definitely be given so- yeah. top six minutes. I'm There's not saying no he's definitely he on be.
2: that top line because I don't honestly think he fits well with that top line. They need a guy who's who's sees the ice well in his good net front presence, and that's Joe Pavelski. So, yes.
1: So, um, so I, I guess we haven't really all three sat and talked about Klinger, and we'll probably finish it up on this, but uh let's just go ahead and talk about Klinger for a second. So the rumor is, is that he wants uh eight years, so the max deal you can get from a team, and he wants about eight million dollars, which is just a little less than what Miro Heiskanen is making. I think Miro is making like eight point two or something like that, just a shade over eight. Uh so, Chris, you said it was a little, a little bit insane to expect that term, and I think it's a little bit insane to expect that money. But, James, what do you think about uh, that idea, that contract? It, it, it's not a matter of does he deserve it, because I think he probably does because of what he's done for the Stars, but it's can the Stars afford that?
0: If we didn't still have Ben and Sagan on this team, taking up as much cap space as they already are he might end up getting that but with with you we also got to think like we're gonna have to start saving that space for like hints and robertson as well they're gonna want more money as soon as soon as they get the chance to resign so eight millions a little much i honestly don't think the term's that bad it Will be bad if he drops off a cliff. I fully understand that. But well,
2: well, he's gonna be playing till he's thirty-eight. I mean, y- you've seen you've seen the fan page the Riley tough fan page. As soon yeah. as players hit thirty-five, they fall off a cliff. So you're saying hopefully he doesn't fall off a cliff. He will. <laughs> like from
1: what we've oh, seen. Unless you're Joe players, or Alexander Ovechkin. <laughs> they are the exception. They are not the, the exception. Rule. The
2: rule says when you hit thirty-five, you fall off a cliff. And to for him to expect the stars to pay him eight million dollars a year for three years when he's not going to be producing this well and he's already not the best defenseman on our team, like, arguably, he's not
0: the top two. I, I, I mean, I, I definitely think eight million is like too much on the contract for the ask if you're going to ask for eight years like that. Like, it's it's too much.
1: So if you're Jim Nil, what do you give him? What, what, what do you offer him? Do you offer him the full eight years and maybe for a lesser cap hit? So, I, I mean, you don't want to lowball him and make him completely mad. So maybe like uh, somewhere around six, something like no, that.
2: He deserves $8 million a year, I think, but not when he's 36 and 37. So I'd he, say you offer him five years at $8 million.
1: I think he mostly just wants the stability and the fact that he's going to be in the same place. And again, we but we what you and I'll say it for you, Chris. We cannot add a no movement clause to this contract.
2: Okay, well, no matter demand, what we want to do. If you're going to get a term that long, then you're going to get a no movement clause. I and mean, and
1: and the problem is, is, I feel terrible about this because he has been a staple on the Dallas Stars blue line for so long, and and when he signed that deal with uh, Jim Neal, when he had his breakout year, and he just came out of nowhere and just. Exploded on the scene and it was amazing offensively and defensively. Um, you know, it, it, he signed a four and a half year, uh, four and a half million uh, AAV uh, deal. It was like five years, I think. And that was a steal, absolute steal. One of the best value contracts in the NHL for him. So now he's looking to get paid. And I don't blame him, I don't blame him at all. I just don't think he's going to get it with the stars, which makes me really sad. And, uh, and we, we should also follow this up with the fact that, you know, Klinger wants to stay in Dallas. It's not like he wants to go anywhere else. He's come out and said, no, the whole, I want to trade thing is not true. I don't want to trade. I want to stay here, but he understands the business and the fact that him and his agent and Jim Nill are not all on the same page which really sucks because I really want to see him here.
2: Yeah. And I mean, that's true, but I mean, already he's not producing as much as he did in the beginning of his career. I mean, right now this season, he has one goal. Yeah. He has a lot of assists, but I mean, he's supposed to be a goal scorer. To be honest, as a, as a defenseman, that's what he was, that's what he's paid to do. That's what he's supposed to do. And he hasn't been doing that at all really. So he's not making the case for, for it right now on the ice.
1: Okay, guys, I think we're going to cut it off. We could, we could talk longer about this, but I, it's getting late, you know, and we need, to, we need to call it quits tonight. Um, anything else you want to mention about uh, anything, any other news? Oh, by the way, Ben Bishop was actually excellent on the broadcast tonight. He did a great job, and so did Seve on in filling in for Razor. So uh, we love Razor. We hope he comes back, but Sevi did a great job, and so did Bishop. So we should yeah, that point that cool. out, too. So, and I, I really think uh, he has a, a future in broadcasting. You know, Ben Bishop. He's he's a really likable guy. He's he, he I think he's good looking. Amanda says so.
0: But yeah, uh, <laughs> he, is. he is a beautiful man.
1: <laughs> but anyways, uh is there anything else you guys want to mention before we uh, call it quits tonight? Cracking suck.
0: We, Go we got the we got the back to back Friday Saturday against the Florida teams. Got the Panthers first. So we're losing one of those games. Hopefully we can come out with one. <laughs> Oh, no, uh, we're, oh, we're wishful no. thinking right now, but we are like seven and two against like top 10 teams, which is like crazy.
1: And yet we lose oh. to freaking teams like freaking Ottawa. On we the lost road. Two games. We are
2: we the worst team on the road. Yeah. Yep. That, and, that's it.
1: And, and, and we'll talk more about that later on and how we need to be able to turn this around on the road. Cause they got to figure something out. 'Cause and they need to figure out how their offense translates from home to away. And I what don't worse know if the they been the Kraken on the road. We are they have a
2: better road record than us.
1: But and that's really bad. This team so. that we just played. <laughs> and we, you know, pretty much de- defeated very well too. So okay, guys. Anyways, uh this has been uh Starcastic Remarks. This is the AGR for game thirty three. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh We hope that you guys will go and use the promo code THPN for for the DraftKings app. Uh, That lets them know that we're the ones that sent you. We appreciate their sponsorship of not just our show, but the entire Hockey Podcast Network. And uh, we will be back with you guys again on Friday night. It's a little bit of an early game. It's a 6 p.m. start. And uh, we will catch you guys on the flip side. And we hope you guys have a wonderful, fantastic evening, morning, whenever you listen to this Night guys